0: Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in about 3 weeks. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is target prices on the S&P 500. But first, let's look ahead to the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have lowered earnings expectations for the second quarter. As a result, estimated earnings for the S&P 500 for the second quarter are below the expectations at the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is expected to report its lowest earnings growth since the fourth quarter of 2020. In terms of earnings estimate revisions for companies in the S&P 500, analysts have decreased estimates in aggregate for the second quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter has decreased by 1% since March 31st. While this decline is smaller than the 5-year average, the 10-year average, and the 15-year average for a quarter, It is also tied with the previous quarter for the largest decline in the estimate since the second quarter of 2020. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued negative EPS guidance for the second quarter compared to recent quarters as well. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 103 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the second quarter of these companies 71 have issued negative guidance and 32 have issued positive guidance this is the highest number of s&p 500 companies issuing negative eps guidance since the fourth quarter of 2019 the percentage of companies issuing negative guidance for the second quarter is 69% which is above the 5-year average of 60% and above the 10-year average of 67% because of downward estimate revisions and more companies issuing negative guidance the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the second quarter is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.3% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 5.9% back on March 31st. If 4.3% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020. The lower earnings growth rate for the second quarter of 2022 relative to recent quarters can be attributed to both a difficult comparison to unusually high earnings growth in the second quarter of 2021 and continuing macroeconomic headwinds. In the second quarter of 2021, the S&P 500 reported year-over-year earnings growth of 91.1%, which was the second highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since 2008. Companies also continue to face macroeconomic headwinds, including higher costs, supply chain disruptions, labor shortages, and the military conflict in Ukraine. Six of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 215%, the industrial sector at 27%, and the materials sector at 14%. On the other hand, five sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at 22%. The estimated net profit margin for the S&P 500 for the second quarter is 12.4% which is above the five-year average of 11.1% and above the previous quarter's net profit margin of 12.3%, but below the year-ago net profit margin of 13.1%. Looking ahead, analysts expect earnings growth of 10.8% for the third quarter and 10% for the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are predicting earnings growth of 10.4%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 158 which is below the 5-year average of 18.6 and below the 10-year average of 16.9. It is also below the forward P-E ratio of 19.4, recorded at the end of the second quarter, as prices have decreased while the forward 12-month EPS estimate has increased since March 31st. And during the week, seven and S&P 500 companies, including 2 Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. High-profile companies expected to report results during the week include Nike and Walgreens Boots Alliance. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is target prices on S&P 500 companies. Prior to Friday's close, the price of the S&P 500 had decreased by 20% since December 31st. Where do industry analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? Well, in conjunction with the decline in the price of the S&P 500 since the start of the year, industry analysts have also been lowering their target prices on S&P 500 companies in recent months. Since peaking at 5344.26 on January 20th of 2022, the bottom-up target price for the S&P 500 has declined by 7% to 4987.28 on June 23rd, 2022. The bottom-up target price is calculated by aggregating the median target price estimates based on company-level estimates submitted by industry analysts for all the companies in the index. This week marked the first time the bottom-up target price for the index has dipped below 5000 since August 23rd of 2021. However, it should be noted that the bottom-up target price of 498728 on June 23rd was still 31.4% above the closing price of 379573 on that same day. Thus, even with the decrease in the bottom-up target price, industry analysts still believe the value of the index will increase by more than 30% in the next 12 months. At the sector level, the communication services sector at 43%, the consumer discretionary sector at 40%, and the information technology sector at 37% are expected to see the largest price increases, as these three sectors had the largest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on June 23rd. On the other hand, the consumer staple sector at 15% and the utility sector at 16% are expected to see the smallest price increases as these two sectors had the smallest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on June 23rd. At the company level, it is interesting to note that only six S&P 500 companies had a target price below their closing price on June 23rd. So how accurate have the industry analysts been in predicting the future value of the S&P 500? Well, in recent time periods, industry analysts have underestimated the closing price of the index 12 months later using month-end values. Over the past five years, industry analysts have underestimated the price of the index by 2.1% on average using month end values. Over the past 10 years, industry analysts have underestimated the price of the index by 0.2% on average using month end values. However, over longer time periods, analysts have typically overestimated the closing price 12 months later. Over the past 15 years, industry analysts have overestimated the price of the index by 7.7% on average using month end values. On June 30th, 2021, the bottom-up target price was 4,795.55. Nearly 1 year later on June 23rd, 2022, the S&P 500 closing price was 37,9573. So based on yesterday's closing price, industry analysts overestimated the closing price at the end of June of 2022 by 26% nearly 1 year ago. It is interesting to note that as analysts have lowered their target prices on S&P 500 companies over the past few months. They have also maintained an unusually high number of buy ratings on S&P 500 stocks during this same period. As of today, 57% of all ratings on stocks in the S&P 500 are buy ratings, which is above the 5-year month-end average of 53.3%. In fact, prior to the recent surge in buy ratings, the last time the month-end percentage of buy ratings was above 55% was September of 2011. Please see last week's Earnings Insight podcast for more details on ratings. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.